prayer of faith in Christ through life's revelations and abandonment, rejection, control, manipulation, deceit, and abuse. That was the title of a journal entry on June 6, 2016. Heart yearning for belongingness beyond God, husband, and kids. That was the title of my journal entry on June 6, 2022. When I sat down to download what's in my heart for this episode, I did not think about these two dates, but something beckoned me to pick up my journal from 2016 and it took me directly to that day. Maybe God wanted to remind me that these same feelings that sometimes creep up in my heart, feelings of loneliness, feelings of belongingness and finding belongingness wherever I can, beyond God and my husband and my kids, feelings of wanting to be accepted and embraced, feelings of not wanting to be rejected. Maybe God wanted to remind me that these same feelings that sometimes creep up in my heart, he has already dealt with them back in 2016. 2016, the year of my rebirth. That same year, being healed also from postpartum depression, five years after the birth of my daughter, we got pregnant with my son. Before his arrival, I remember people would often ask, when are you getting pregnant? When is the next baby coming? And so on and so forth. If only people knew what I was battling with right in my mind and in my heart. This time though, I was mentally and physically ready and had no psychological issues after he was born. Thank God. I was actually able to attach to him with no problems and nurtured his tenderness the way a mother should. Unlike my daughter, which I had difficulty because I had a lot of trauma and a lot of things that I was experiencing. And so attachment to my daughter was difficult, but we've come a long way. Thank God. Dear sister, have you ever found yourself saying these words? This is who I am. Or have you asked God, search me, O Lord. Have you ever earnestly asked this of God? He created your nature and is more than capable of nurturing you too. I know as women, we do so much for everyone else around us. We often rarely pause to check the pulse of our heartbeat. So today, let's dive into this simple yet complex phenomenon of nature and nurture, what I call captivated by God's love. Captivated and nurtured by God's love. So I want you to come on in. Let's go. to do with this podcast is to help you heal and transform. And I am so glad to have you listening in today. I believe healing is our choice. And once we embrace that process, we can truly heal others. So I say healed people heal people. If you're new to the podcast and I want to shout out a few people who have recently joined us on Instagram, I am Louisa K, Louisa MK and Gladys Childs Ministries. Thank you so much for following the podcast Instagram page. So thank you, thank you, thank you. And welcome to our Dear Sister community. You can find all about me, the host, and the organization um, which I founded. I am Free Woman Ministries at chiefjoyactivator.com and also I am freewoman.org. Subscribe to receive firsthand news, information, and updates, okay? And follow us on Instagram, Facebook, so you know and stay connected and plugged into all of my shenanigans and also our shenanigans as a whole, okay? (laughs) 
This podcast is you and me navigating the world of healing, the heart and mind by integrating faith and well-being tools to activate your spiritual, emotional, mental and physical well-being. And sometimes the bonus of that is financial well-being. I bring the parts of me that are healed and the parts that are still healing along with important friends I will invite to sit with me and with us as we discuss and share compelling stories of freedom. (laughs) Walking the rich and beautiful life of faith plus being your authentic godly self can sometimes be so tricky. Choose to live free podcast is my way of making faith work plus healing and everything in between about life and living it relatable and joy-filled. Yep. (laughs) So welcome. Okay. I want to take a minute and actually thank everyone who has supported us this month of October as we recognize Domestic Violence Awareness Month. We had our conference at the beginning of the month and we are soon going to be closing out the month hosting a self-defense class. I am so amazed at how much uh, feedback we got uh, regarding the conference and the interest that people have for the self-defense class. It is a testament to what God can do when we say yes to his work, when we say yes to his vision, when we say yes to his promises. And so I want to say thank you so much for joining us, for following us, for coming to our conference and so on. We are really looking forward to what is in store next year, bigger and better. And I do pray, I always pray that God gives me the strength and gives my team the strength to be able to cover and do it all. Also, I dropped a bonus episode this week. So if you did not see it, you might want to check it out. It was just me basically recapping a few activities over the weekend, especially for my married sisters. Uh, This has to do with, you know, the nuggets that we learned from our conference that we attended. So make sure you check out that bonus episode. Okay. All right. So in that year, 2016, I had a lot of spiritual deadness baggage that I needed to offload. Of all the heart issues God healed and continues to heal, the one that is so prevalent in my calling and it continues to stare at me in the face is rejection. I will episode that separately because it is big. I mean, it is big. But I want to say that like if you were to ask me what are some of the giants I know God fights for me, this would be my giant the fear of rejection. And it's so amazing how I am working in an area in his walk, in his purpose of things that requires me, right, to be in front of people. And honestly, rejection has been happening all the time. Some people that I know personally have unsubscribed to our newsletter. Isn't that a sign of rejection? Yes, it is, right? But you keep it moving. Some people have blatantly unfollowed. Isn't that a sign of rejection? Yes, it is, but you keep moving. And so what I am going to talk about today really is also part of me healing because God continuously nurtures our spirits. He continuously nurtures us. Some battles we fight can be seen, but sometimes and oftentimes the battles we face and fight every day cannot be seen. Someone should read Ephesians 6 and remind herself of this truth. Yep. And I'm going to read it myself too. And the hope there is that the battles belongs to God. So whatever your battle is, whatever the problem is, anxiety, depression, rejection, body discomfort, relational problems, unruly kids, messed up finances, job loss, worry, fear, whatever it is, go into Ephesians 6 and put on that armor. Sis, okay, put it on. Now, how come for as much as healing has occurred in my heart, I would title a 2022 journal entry with a yearning for belongingness? Well, 
because of this thing right here, nature and nurture. I just love it and often smile when I hear the phrase, this is who I am. Are you sure this is who you are truly? Are you sure if you looked closely within, there isn't more to the essence of you, like the evolution that awaits your heart and mind? Listen to episode 10 if you haven't, talking about evolution. And by the way, thank you for the encouraging feedback on that episode. Wow. I really did not know I was going to get that much uh, feedback from you. And so thank you for episode 10's feedback. It was really, really heartwarming and it really blessed me to hear from you regarding what that episode meant to you. I didn't think it would resonate with so many so quickly, so thank you. This debate about nature versus nurture, which I call nature and nurture, wait, do you even think it's a debate? Should it, should it even be, be a debate? Like how much of a person's characteristic is influenced by nature or nurture? Why or and not end, right? Well, there is a debate and scholars from all disciplines have researched and dissected the topic from a psychological view, a biological view, a social view, and even a spiritual view. And still the debate continues. It's kind of like when people talk about whether a leader is born or made. <laughs> Do we really need to be either or when it comes to nature versus nurture? Why can't it be just nature and nurture? So we're going to talk about it. Can it be that we are both nature and nurture in the eyes of the world? However, in the eyes of the kingdom, there is one that we are called to. Is there? If I were to talk about the full breadth of the nature versus nurture debate, you will be listening to this episode for hours. And let's be real. You can only take so much of this unique voice in doses, right? <laughs> So my goal in talking about nature and nurture is to share with you some three key truths about your nature and nurture self, which makes living free so freeing and how you, dear sister, can use both for God's glory. But he certainly calls us to one that is even higher than just the nature and nurture. But first, what do we mean by nature and nurture? I think it's good for us to set like the ground rules and definitions of what these are, right? So nature is the genetic makeup of a person, the things that you are predisposed to. Nurture, on the other hand, represents a person's environment. And I'm going to really put a lot into what we classify as environment. And so let's just plug in here on environment, things like the experiences, which would broadly include anywhere from faith experiences, educational experiences, school experiences, cultural experiences, familial experiences, life experiences in general, all of that included in what is considered nurture. Rather than looking at and trying to pick which side influences a person's character and how they show up, it is important to learn how these two, genetics and environment, interact to produce the person that you are and I am. There is an element of genes or genetics influenced by the environment, and that's what is called epigenetics, right? But your girl, me, I am not a scientist, and I didn't major in science, so I am not going to be going elaborately into epigenetics, and I'm not here to talk about that, but I'm only going to say what I have learned from my mini college course in human development. And so I'm saving this space of talking about epigenetics and how the environment influences your genes to a future episode where one of my sisters, who is a scientist, can actually dissect this topic for all of us to learn a thing or two about our physical well-being. Now, 
So now that we have really understood some of the basics of nature versus nurture, where nature is more of your genetics and nurture is the environmental influences that come along, I want to hone in on the biblical truths about your nature and nurture. Why? Because that's where the T is at, if you get what I mean. I mean, we have, you know, we talk about this is who I am. This is who I am. I have had people tell me that this is who I am and I'm not changing. And I get that, you know, in therapy, when we talk about, um, you know, helping you and helping you transform and helping you change from a therapeutic standpoint, there's a theory that we can use so that all parts of you are expressed. And we do that. I actually use that theory sometimes, but I use it from a biblical standpoint because I believe that as much as there are all parts of you that need to be represented, sometimes it's important to look at those parts that you are putting away or those parts that you're not talking about and actually confront them. Like, why am I so angry all the time? Why do I feel so sad all the time? Or the part of me that is fearful or gets triggered by certain moments or certain experiences, taking time to actually acknowledge that and working to heal or working to embrace and actually figure out how to manage or cope, right? So there are parts of us that we have to understand in our nature and in our nurture. But at the end of the day, this is who I am statement. Really, it talks about your insights also. So what is going on on the inside? And what can I do to make sure that when I express myself or when I show up, I show up not only in my authentic nature self, but also in my authentic godly self, right? And I've already spoken about authenticity. Go back, go back, go back. Episodes, you catch it. <laughs> so let me talk about some of the truths here when it comes to nature versus nature from a biblical standpoint, okay? Truth number one. You are a three-being person. Some people believe that, some people don't. With me, with my faith, which used to live free podcast, with I Am Free Woman Ministries, we believe in that. You are a spirit, you have a soul, and you live in a body. In 1 Corinthians chapter 5, verses 23, this is what we are told. May your whole spirit, soul, and body be preserved, blameless at the coming of our Lord Jesus. It didn't say half. It didn't say a quarter. It said your whole spirit, your whole soul, your whole body, right? We are not half and half. We are whole and we are to preserve all parts, not some parts. And so when I talk about using the IFS theory in therapy, that's what I mean. That all parts of you being able to be represented, being able to be presented. But when all parts of you are presented, there are some parts that you need to manage, right? There are some parts that you need to pay attention to. When you wake up in the morning, which part of you are you most conscious of? For some people, they are conscious of the fact that they are hungry. That's the physical. That's the soma. For some people, they are conscious of the fact that they are tired, right? Your soul is tired and weary and worrying and happy and joyful. For some people, they feel empty like inside. Their spirit is yearning for something. For some, it could be the soul. How are you feeling? The mood you're in? The thoughts on your mind? For others, it could be symptoms of the stress, maybe a running stomach, feeling bloated, feeling sexy, muscles popping. <laughs> For some, it could be that inner joy and peace and fulfillment, maybe emptiness and longingness. While your nature could be mostly the body aspect of you, the nurture within your environment impacts how you present all parts of your three-being person in the world. If you grew up in a safe, secure, loving, nurturing environment, but along the way experienced trauma, that can impact how your being is represented to yourself and others. 
So what can you do here? Be aware of how you're preserving your spirit, your soul, and your body. Maybe you haven't done a good job at one of all three. And so it's never too late to pay close attention because all three are connected. As a mental health advocate, I see how if one area is lacking, the others get impacted as well. And I will always advocate for inner wholeness too, from the spirit to the soul and body. Being spirit-led is, is, is the tune you and my dear sister, um, you must learn to dance to. Being spirit-led is the tune and you, my dear sister, must learn to dance to it. In Romans 8, we are encouraged on what it means to not live by the flesh, but rather by the spirit. As a daughter of the Most High, you commune with God spirit to spirit, which means when you choose to live free in Christ, you choose to be led by the spirit. If you ask me, the Bible verse that awakened my spirit in 2016 to heal and transform was Romans 8. Romans 8 is where it's all started. And if you ask me, I can tell you it's in my journal entry. Romans 8. So in our daily lives, we do the most feeding our souls and our bodies when our spirit cries out for attention too. And I'm actually taking my own pill, okay, because I just recently today just ate a bunch of peanuts and I'm like, oh my gosh, I shouldn't be doing this. And that is me feeding my body and my soul, right? Because I was craving it when deep down I know I could express some what? Self-control. <laughs> All right, truth number two, you are capable of tremendous change and growth. Romans 12, two, do not conform to the patterns of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is, his good, pleasing, and perfect will. Just as your DNA changes over time as you age, <clears throat> did you know that, that your DNA changes over time as you age? Well, now you know, right? <laughs> Just as your DNA changes over time as you age, so can the environment you're in change who you are in your spirit and soul. A lot of our daily struggles and battles are in the mind. The brain does its best to wire and fire as needed. Our mind constantly produces and reproduces thoughts, both negative and positive. The, fun, the interesting thing is research shows that we are hardwired for negativity. Oof, that is something. Thus, the importance of constantly renewing our minds. But wait, not just renew on anything. The caution here is to renew on something that feeds all parts of you and not just one, right? The word of God. When I read a scripture like, Restore to me the joy of your salvation and grant me a willing spirit to sustain me. And that is from Psalm 51 verse 12. Immediately my heart, my mind come alive. My body may not feel it immediately, but slowly and surely I believe in that restoration and it does something to my flesh. Sometimes change can also start with your body because that is where you are capable of starting and that is okay. Sometimes you look at yourself and you're like, before I can even get to my soul, I just need to feel good. And so you go and run, you go to the gym, you do something, you start eating healthy. That's fine. Our world is turned upside down where we see more of feed the flesh, feed the flesh, feed the flesh, enter this realm, enter that realm, acquire all knowledge and truths and so on and so forth. Yet many souls are void of peace and joy, which is fed to us by a spirit who is only renewed when we reconnect or connect our hearts back to the father through his word. Ooh, 
That was something. Should I repeat that? I would. Our world is turned upside down where we see more of feed the flesh, feed the flesh, enter this realm, enter that realm, acquiring all the knowledge and truths in quotes out there. Yet many souls are void of peace and joy, which is fed to us by a spirit who is only renewed when we reconnect or connect our hearts back to the Father through his word. Exclamation mark. The change and growth evolution you're capable of can be done to the glory of God when you lend your heart and mind to God's spirit and his word. After all, it is the bread of life. So what can you do here, dear sister? Time to take time to start renewing your mind. Not what your pastor says, which is fine, but you can also hear from the Holy Spirit for yourself. God speaks to you directly too. Yep. I really love that I get to do this because it's a challenge that I'm always going to be putting out to our community, to you if you're new to listening, that you are capable of more when it comes to your walk with God, when it comes to your personal relationship with him. Truth number three, you are a complex, unique, intricately designed work of art. Yes, all the curves, all the parts of you, you are intricately designed. And I'm going to say this, Psalm 139 has many gems about your uniqueness. So if you haven't read Psalm 139, I am going to ask you to do so. Because in Psalm 139, the parts that capture my heart the most will be this. For example, you made all the delicate inner parts of my body and knit me together in my mother's womb. Thank you for making me so wonderfully complex. Your workmanship is marvelous. How well I know it. And it talks about, I can never escape from your spirit. I can never get away from your presence. If I go to up to the heaven, you're there. If I go down to the grave, you're there. If I ride the wings of the morning, if I dwell by the farthest oceans, even there, your hand will guide me and your strength will support me. It is here, dear sisters. And Psalm 139 does it for me. Listen, this psalm stayed on my whiteboard in my office for so long at this job, at this company that I was working at as a full-time employee. The first day I stepped into that office, I felt the Holy Spirit tell me to write that psalm on the whiteboard. And I wrote it in green marker and it stayed there up until I had to leave. And then I erased it. Because I was stepping into a space where I knew a lot of eyes would be on me. And why my na- while my nature self knew what to do, I needed to know that I was enough. Good the way God created me and the parts that needed refinement, that is my nurture self, he was doing just that. Remember I talked about the fear of rejection is my vice, something that is, is you know, like my, 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 limp, my limp, something that I will always have. That is why I carry the psalm so close to my heart, to remind me of God's goodness, of the way he has designed me. What is your limp? And how are you allowing God to work with you and nurture you? In your nurturing of this unique human being that you are, you ask God to search you and know your heart. And wherever there is an offensive way, right? That he leads you in the way everlasting. We can say that this is who I am and truly know that if I present those parts of me to the Lord where I don't have peace about, hint, hint, he is going to nurture me to have peace about them. 
nurturing here is all that you need when it comes to Psalm 139. It is right here, dear sisters, right here in Psalm 139. Yes, this is who you are. But do you believe in the nurturing that God has in store for you? When you say, God, search my heart and know me and wherever he finds any offensive way in me, what are you really asking him for? You are asking him to nurture you. You are asking him to help you work on those parts of you that you believe don't bring you peace anymore, right? Remember from your birth till now, you have had experiences that may have robbed you from experiencing the true Eden. And maybe, just maybe, he wants to take you back to Eden. And to do that, he may need to rewire some things, rewrite some stories. But that is possible with your partnership. A heart that is spirit-led is willing to partner with God in nurturing the parts that may have been trampled on, broken, taken advantage of, or even messed up. So I want you to read Psalm 139 today. Be slow and soak in the words, okay? So what can you do here when it comes to truth number three and you being a complex, intricately designed human being? My story, your glory, my pain, your purpose, my mess, your message. In all things I know you're working. One life, one mission, one reason why I'm living. All for you, not for me. My story, your glory. Yep. <laughs> and that is a song by Matthew West. My story, your glory. Indeed, your environment can affect how your genes work. A part of that environment is allowing God to use your story for his glory. And that, my dear sisters, is nurture. You live free when you align and adapt. Write your story of how God is nurturing you in your environment. Your nature and nurture interact all the time. While your genetics are changing, how will you change with it? When I was a child, I spoke as a child. I understood as a child, I thought as a child, but when I became a man or a woman, I put away childish things. 1 Corinthians 13 verse 11. It is time to think like a daughter of a king, a child of God, and have that mind of Christ so your nurtured by God's love self can shine and live free. Okay? I want to summarize by sharing three key thoughts, three words, and three actions with you today. So here are the three thoughts. Thought number one, nature and nurture. You need both and both interact with each other. You have inherited genes as well as non-genetic factors that influence who you are. But the bottom line is you are capable of changing because your genetics are changing all the time. Thought number two, pay attention to all the parts of your three being person. Here's a quick guide. When you wake up in the morning, check your heart, check your mind, check your body, your inner self, your emotions, your feelings, your bodily symptoms. Thought number three, feed yourself right. And I'm actually taking this thought with me, honestly. When you put in, what you put inside you is what others see and experience. But before you can put something new in there, 
you have to get rid of the old, right? That no longer holds or bear fruit. And I always say that no longer brings you peace. Remember, a heart that's spirit-led is willing to partner with God in nurturing the parts that may have been trampled on, broken, taken advantage of, and messed up. I will pause right here. Mm -hmm. Here are your three words for today. Epigenetics which is the study of how your behaviors and environment can cause changes that affect the way your genes work. I will have time and have someone come over and talk more about this. Renew is word number two. And word number three is crave. I want you to crave that pure spiritual milk. Read First Peter 2 verse 2. Here are your three actions for today. Connect with me, connect with me, connect with me. Please rate the podcast in iTunes. If it is blessing you in any way, leave a comment, leave a review, because guess what? We are taking the world by storm. We want as many women and girls to be healed, to be transformed for God's glory. And I cannot do that all by myself. So I need you, dear sisters, to come along and help us do just that. Action number three. As always, I have some questions for you. Here they are. Question number one. Which part of you do you need to pay attention to the most? So in other words, which part of me do I pay the least attention to? Why? Question number two. Which part of me do I pay the most attention to? Why? Question number three. How do I make room for nurturing to take place? And question number four, how do I make space to drink that pure spiritual milk? Action number three, and this is basically the question that I posed for episode 10, and I'm going to keep asking you this question. How do you see yourself in 2023? Let's face it, November is not that far off, right? So we better get started. <laughs> My heart is full. I hope yours is too. I am going to soak in Psalm 139 tonight, and I am also going to soak in 1 Peter chapter 2. As a side note, I record these episodes in the evening when the kids go to bed so we don't get interruptions. So when I say tonight, I literally mean like between the hours of 9 p.m. and 12 a.m. <laughs> Listen, dear sister, I want us to be different. Listen and do what needs to be done. Live in the fullness of our callings. I am so happy that I get to walk in my purpose to help so many of you live joyfully free and walk in your purpose too. This work of living for God and living in the world and trying to live happy and free and joyful is possible. There is work to do to transform our hearts and our minds. It is one, heart it is one heartbeat at a time. So let's choose to be free. Let's choose to live free. Let's choose to stay free. Being faithfully renewed, encouraged, exceptional women, and sometimes men of God, because I have men listening too, so don't knock me when I say men of God, okay? This is Kate, your Chief Joy Activator. Until next time, may God's goodness and mercy follow you always, and I want you to do this for me. Remember, healed people heal people, so go out into the world and heal somebody today. That someone could be a neighbor, it could be a friend, it could be something that you get to do, but heal someone today if nothing at all with your smile choose to live free i love you bye